Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Since you've become a submissive, then you have a dominant and you don't have to worry about taking care of yourself anymore, right? Oh, not true at all. Don't you have somebody to tell you when to wash your teeth, when to clean your ears, when to go to work? And If you wanted to be a micromanager, then yes, I would, but you're not. And I should know how to do those things myself. How do you know how to do those things? And how do you are you, are you better at those things than you were at the beginning of our journey? Are you... Not only do you have a master, but are you moving along the path of mastering yourself? Oh, absolutely. So work hard at that. This week on a Rock Awakening, mastering yourself, mastering cunnilingus, and mastering sunburn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporters, Chad and Tara. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards as well as audible excerpts from our book, or you get to join us on Zoom as we discuss some of the chapters. Those Zoom meetings have been kind of fun. Although they've been really awesome. So I think our next one is scheduled for the second Sunday of June. So I should have a newsletter going out soon with the exact date and time. One of the big changes for you and me in in life in this COVID world is a lot of our presenting gigs have gotten canceled. And we haven't got to stand up front of people in a classroom setting and teach and present and lead workshops. Um so we've done a little bit of that on the Zoom, and it's interesting. It's a different sort of thing. Oh, it's absolutely different. So, um, yeah, all, I think all of our stuff that we were supposed to present at outside of Columbus has been canceled through at least October, mm-hmm. So, which took care of all of our stuff. So we don't have anything through the end of the year. And then all the stuff that we were producing has yeah. been... <laughs> We've had canceled, postponed. Yeah. So um, I think the only thing that's on my calendar at the moment is subs and service, which was supposed to be in April. And I moved that to October. So it's got a cap of 30 people. So I'm hoping we get to to go through with that because I think that's number. Wow. I'm not even sure which number it is of subs and service. I want to say. Yeah, it might be even You've nine. You've done, done it for a number of years now. Yeah, because I think I did five at the room, and I think I was on number five here at the space. So, so Don, nine or ten. Don, today's topic has to do with the idea of that when we are, um, well, I, it came about as I had a uh, submissive slash slave reach out to me a little while ago saying, um, here's the situation I'm in, and this and that and the other thing, and you know, uh, how can I serve my master better? How do I be a better submissive for him and all that kind of stuff? And everything that I came up with was coming back to the self, the taking care of yourself. And at the beginning of the show, we talked about you mastering yourself as Mm -hmm. a submissive, but also uh, one of the things that I do as a uh, leader in a power exchange relationship is if somebody comes to me asking for my advice on how to be a better leader, it often comes back to mastering yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I was looking on our list of questions of the day, and this one's been sitting there for a little bit. We just haven't got to it. And um, so we decided to turn it into a topic. And someone else was asking, you know, how does a master master themselves? And then specifically asked me, you know, how does a slave master themselves? Or is it even important? And 
you know, for me, absolutely it's important. I actually um, shared this, and I don't know if I shared it on the book club on Discord or if I shared it on one of our Zoom meetings, but um, I can remember at the very beginning of mine and your relationship, we had just started Chords, which was uh, Central Ohio Real DS, mm-hmm. and um, oh my God, so many years ago. And uh, oh, I just had a birthday yesterday, so I'm, I'm actually not feeling old, so <laughs> thank you. So not feeling old, but when I start talking about how many damn years ago this was, because this was uh, 18, 19 years ago. Anyway, one of the first people to show up was this slave that liked to be micromanaged. She didn't eat unless she was told to. If her master went away on, va- on, on a business trip or something, he would have another dominant come in to tell her when to eat, when to bathe, when to brush her teeth, you know, what TV shows she could watch, everything. And that terrified me. I went to you and said, you know what? If this is what a slave is, I don't think I can do it because I thought the power exchange would be a place where both you and I could grow as people. Right. So I want to grow as a person. I want to be very self-aware of the things that I need and the things that will help me be a better human. And, you know, no, uh, no judgment. Okay, there's a little judgment, but I try not to be judgmental on what she needed and what they needed and what worked for them. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me, I want to go to different meetups. I want to go to different workshops. I want to go to um, you know, different spiritual things and just all that stuff that helps build me as a person so that I'm more in my seat of power as a slave. And part of that seat of power is how we, it's not just because you were doing these stuff before you were my submissive, right? That is true. You would still go, go, go. The difference is, is that there is how we adro- approach these things is done with a sense of confidence instead of a sense of aggression, mm-hmm. right? There's an idea that as a master or a submissive, I can still be assertive, but I don't have to be aggressive. And if I am aggressive, it is something that I have decided it is time to be aggressive and I'm going to pull out my aggression. And when I'm done, I'm going to put it away. It's a controlled sort of thing. So this idea of mastering yourself, and this has been our path, both as a as a couple and as individuals in for the past X number of years that, you know, definitely all the time we've been together mm-hmm. is this idea of mastering yourself. And as a leader in a power exchange relationship, how can I possibly master another person if I can't start off by mastering myself? So I totally agree with that. And, you know, I'll, I'll have slaves ask me that, um, and, and I'm like, well, part of what really helps me out, and okay, so a little rambling, but you're absolutely right. I was a go, go, go person before you and I got together, right? I homeschooled my son while I went to college, while I ran three levels of Cub Scouts, while I trained other people to do these things. I've always been that sort of person. And, um, but now when I do those things, I do those things as a reflection of you, right? And you hold me up to a much higher standard than what I held myself up to when it comes to how I deal with people. So, you know, our power exchange, that's that's what I get from that. But I still want to grow as a person, right? When I wanted to be clergy, I was too nervous to go do the things that I needed to do to go be clergy. You as master kicked me in the ass 
mm-hmm. and said, thou shall go forward and do this thing that you want to do because you knew it'd be good for me. And you, honestly, you probably got tired of me bitching about it. <laughs> I want to do this thing, but I don't know how. So, yeah, I just, I think slaves still have to master themselves. They still have to learn new things. Um, I like the fact that I'm learning new recipes, right? That I'm learning just how to do all all these different things for you. And is that the same thing as mastering oneself? I don't know. Is learning new things and becoming aware of yourself and following your spiritual path and all those things, are those mastering myself? Because, all right, just just reflecting back over 20 years, sorry. Another way I learned how to master myself was learning Reiki. Do you remember the reason why I decided to learn Reiki? No. Because I was on my healing path when I met you. And I can remember every time I had an issue, I would go to you so that you would help me fix it. Right? If I had this issue that had me crying, if I had this thing that I didn't understand, if I had this thing that hurt... I would go to you and you would fix it. You were my rock. And I decided, or I, I, I think I thought that you were fixing me all the time. And as a human being, I should know how to fix myself as well. Mm-hmm. It's great to have a rock. It's great to have a best friend. It's great to have a master to kick me in the ass. But I also needed to learn how to do some of these things for myself. And I kept coming across this thing called Reiki, which is um, energy healing. And one of the things of Reiki is, is that you're supposed to be able to help heal yourself. So I decided this was going to be a tool in my arsenal, and I was going to learn this thing so that I could help myself and not have to go to you all the time. And to me, that was one of the tools I used to help master myself. I've got some more tools, too. What have you used over 20 years to help master yourself? Because, well... I'm just going to leave it at the, that. The easy one, right? The number one obvious one for myself, at least, is uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. And the reason for meditation, the reason that's a, a mastery tool, is you and there are probably uh, other people out there listening that say, you know what? I when I get cut off in traffic or when somebody makes a snide comment, the way I want to respond is X. But the way I actually respond is why. And every time I come back and say, damn it, I didn't want to respond that way, right? If I'm having a conversation with somebody and it gets heated, but, you know, at the point that you say, fuck you, the conversation's over. And, the well, the opportunity to communicate is over, right? And I say to myself, oh, I don't want to respond that way. I want to be able to maintain this sense of who I want to be. How do I get closer to that? For me, that meditation is that, opportunity to slow things down, to be more in tone, tune with how I feel and to take a breath and say, ah, here's getting closer to how I want to respond to things versus how I will or how I have in the past. So my number one tool is that good old meditation. And as we always say, you don't have to follow any particular spiritual path. Just sit quietly for 10 minutes. Don't make it complicated. Just do that. Do that for a year or two. See if it gets better. I absolutely agree with that tool and, you know, recommend that to a lot of people too. It helps slow down your brain, like you said, 
and so that you can catch yourself so that you can respond how you want to respond and just in a whole lot of different ways. It helps me with my PTSD and, you know, a lot of things like that. But Dan, when you first became a master, you you didn't have any experience, right? When you became my master, you had no experience before then. And a little while before that, you didn't have a sense of how to be responsible for things. So how did you get from someone that didn't take responsibility for things to becoming a master of someone else? I mean, there's got to be tools because meditation came along later. Mm-hmm. So do you, can you think of any tools that you used at the beginning so to, to help you morph, morph, morph is the wrong word, <laughs> but become able to take responsibility for yourself and another person? I wonder if it is something akin to the path of parenting, right? People don't aren't natural parents necessarily, or they don't necessarily have skills in parenting when they get started. And a lot of people start off with the skills in parenting that came from either television, which is a crapshoot, or from their own parents, which sometimes good, sometimes not. So... I don't honestly know how I came upon the skills of being a master beyond, you know, some of it is you get, you surround yourself with people that you want to be like, that you want to emulate and finding people that, well, that's a good, you know, that's a good example of a dominant. That's a good example of a master. That's the good example of a mistress. That's what I'm looking for. That's the kind of person I want to be. Mm. So you surround yourself with those people and you, you, as the best you can, you emulate those things that are skillful and those, and try to avoid the things that are not skillful, right? Some of it is coming up with a language to have these conversations with yourself, even within yourself, right? You and I talked about what a huge thing it was to recognize the difference between uncomfortable versus wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not that we didn't know what those terms were or what that meant. It is a matter of having that language to wrap it around. For myself, I've borrowed from the language of Buddhism to say these are skillful actions and these are unskillful actions, Huge difference between right and wrong, right? Because doing something that is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, that's very, that's very... Um, black and white. Well, it's not black <laughs> and white is the problem, mm. right? It's the, if you're hungry and you steal a loaf of bread um, and feed your family with it, that's still theft. But how wrong is it compared to somebody that steals $80 so that they can buy a pair of Shoes or whatever the kids are buying nowadays. I don't know. Uh, Animal Crossing. I hear that's popular. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. That's okay. Um, (laughs) So, you know, when you try and put it versus right versus wrong, it can get a little hard to work out in your head versus skillful, unskillful. I don't want to go too deep in down that path. Coming up with that language, I guess, for myself, right? Finding those people that I want to emulate. And I think that when you live a... When you're, and it's really hard to describe, but you get into the zone of recognizing that instinctively these are things that are good for me. These are things that are bad for me. These are things that are good for my slave. These are things that are bad for my slave. And when you start off with this place of, I have, I guess the number one tool for mastering yourself is to recognize, to take responsibility for yourself. Good, Mm -hmm. bad, right, wrong. You fuck up, you Mm -hmm. take responsibility. You do a great job, take responsibility. Do nothing, take responsibility, 
right? There's a, uh, a tune from a Rush uh, lyric. When you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. That was huge for me, too, to recognize inaction is a choice as well, right? Um, I, you know, I started off talking about the parenting thing, and it's, you know, you often hear parents say, uh, do what I tell you to do, not what I do. In mastering yourself, it's, you can't do it that way, right? If you know it's the right thing to do, then it's the right thing to do. So you got to do it. Then you can tell your slave to do it, right? I can't tell my slave uh, exercise every day until I'm willing to exercise every day. And not necessarily, that's not a one-to-one ratio, right? I can say, slave, go learn how to cook a chimichanga because it would please me to eat a chimichanga. But I'm still engaged in that process. I still have to be, um, I have to step back and say, all right, what are the steps required to learn how to make a chimichanga? How reasonable is this a request? What is the cost of, you know, is my, is my slave going to go away for three weeks at chimichanga cooking school? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck a chimichanga is. Somebody feed me one. Um, and now I'm just hungry. <laughs> now you're just hungry. <laughs> so, um, two different things that you said, you said the exercise that you couldn't command. I exercise every day until you were willing to exercise mm-hmm. every day. You know, master Michael and slave Angie just did that. Have you seen the new pictures of master Michael? So, because yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did. He decided he was going to tell his slave to go exercise every day or, or whatever it was, change your diet or exercise every day or something like that. And, um, he decided that he could not do that until he did it himself and he did it himself and he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. And he felt more confident telling slave Angie, yeah, go forth and you know, do this thing so I can do it. You can do it. So that, that was really neat to watch that. He's also got this, uh, this idea. And then the whole, um, emulation thing, that's part of, part of, the other part was porn, but um, that was part of what drew me to you. Mm. Because I saw how you were changing as a person from who you used to be, who I still liked, but, you know, who you used to be to who you were becoming. And I wanted to emulate that. You know, you dealt with people in a calmer manner. You didn't lose your temper. You didn't, you know, you were open-minded before you even, you know, you liked new things. Mm-hmm. you were confident, you liked adventure, you know, all those things that I wanted to draw out of myself. So, because I always thought that I was going to end up being a soccer mom. Right. Right. But I had this other side of me that I really wanted to let free. And I always thought that I had to make that choice. And then, you know, just watching you and seeing you embracing the adventure and stuff, I wanted to emulate that. And I think that's how we started becoming closer friends besides the porn and, (laughs) you know, things like that. So that's what I did. I found someone I wanted to emulate. And even though I'm doing it from the lowercase letter side Mm -hmm. of it, I still feel like I'm much more empowered than I was 20 years ago. I told him, obviously you are, obviously, to me, to people that know you, you Mm -hmm. know, and and you think about that, right? If If you want some examples... We've known Barak and Sheba for a long-ass time. Go back to them and say, tell me about Slave Dawn of 15 years ago. Oh, holy cow. Oh, yeah. They'll Uh, they'll tell you there's a big difference. Absolutely. So, and this actually has, uh, this is going to be a strange segue into the next section. One Uh of the things that you do to master yourself is to face the un... 
pleasant. Yeah. Right? If there's something about yourself, and one of the things that I have found that I really dislike about is when I have a trigger. When I have a button is a better word, right? If somebody can push my button and I respond a certain way, it annoys the crap out of me. So those are one, that's one of the things that I have to master. I have to take that button, deconstruct it, figure out what the fuck it is, press it myself a couple thousand times until it no longer has the effect that I don't want it to have, that it has either a neutral effect or it has a positive effect. Right. One of the th areas where I am currently playing with that is as we here in America, by the way, if you're in America, happy Memorial Day. Today is Memorial Day. We'll talk about that in a moment. Only in the fact that we used it as an opportunity to uh, do a lot of motorcycle riding, uh, among oh, yeah. other things. But uh, here in the America, politics, right? Presidential elections coming up. We took the motorcycle ride. A lot of people, I saw signs for both political candidates. And that's one of those things that I find triggering is this is politics, right? And we we want we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. There's other podcasts for that. But one of those things that I found unpleasant and triggering and really drove me batty, which was a kink thing, was a crucifixion scene. So, Don, this oh, leads yeah. us into okay. our kinky our three kinky things. Okay. Don, are you into crucifixions? No. I did watch one. I don't think I could ever do it. I don't think I could ever help with it. So. Me neither. And, and watched it. We, we watched it outside. Yep. It was in West Virginia. It was people we knew. Yep. We walked up to it, watched a little bit of it, took some deep breaths, walked away, talked about it, and went, you know, that's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. That means I need to go back and pay attention. Went back, sat, watched a little bit more, did some heavy breathing, left again. Then I'm like, this is not going to control me. And mm -hmm. I went back and watched it again. And it wasn't, it wasn't that, oh, this is a long, anyway, it wasn't that it was a crucifixion, air quotes, right? It was the fact that he was in pain and his whole premise for doing a crucifixion was to be a vessel for other people's pain. Because after he was put up on the cross with the nails, mm -hmm. we all wrote down things on pieces of paper and then stapled it to him. Things and we wanted to let go Things of. we wanted to let yeah. go of. And he was the vessel to help us let go of all that pain. And though I couldn't staple him, I did write something and have someone else staple him because I couldn't do that. And um, I had a chance to watch it again another time mm -hmm. and declined. Yeah. So because I did my best on the first one to watch and watch. And so, no, I'm not into crucifixions, but I did want to explain what kind of what that was, our experience of it. For those that are, um, didn't catch my very poor segue, we have moved into the three limits questions, Ooh. right? Uh, and one of those items, or, you know, it's, it's not necessarily limits. It's, are you into it? Would you dig it? Do you like doing it? Crucifixion, hard pass. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be a hard pass. I, I, I did my, my best and I did my piece. I am, and, I am glad yeah. that I experienced it once. Not experienced, do it. I mean, experienced someone watching, else having yeah. it, watching it, and participating as a, as a watcher. It is a very participatory thing, even as a watcher. There are yeah. no because um, you're witnessing. Yeah, there yeah. are there are no. Um, what do you say? You're you're involved if you're there. Yep. Whether you say, stand up, even if you sit, just sitting down watching the whole yeah. thing, you are still emotionally and. Yes. Um, yeah, involved. The other aspect of it is um, 
if you ever go out there and you decide, hey, I want to be a presenter, and you start presenting around the nation like the old Dan and Dawn do, <laughs> uh, one of the ways that you find out that you are actually mastering your skills at presentering is when presentering. Presenter. <laughs> when you can say presentering, which is a very classy <laughs> presenting day. But also when the in the room next door to you, they're doing that same couple right. was doing a, a crucifixion. Indoors. Indoors <sighs> in a room next to you. And we're trying to present on like spanking or some shit like that. And... Uh, the you can, energy was woof. you can feel that energy coming through the wall I mean if you don't know what energy feels like and and um, some some people don't have that experience man sit in a room next to someone doing a scene like that and and I guarantee you you'll feel something Don the second one on our limits list tell me Uh-oh. if you're into this duct tape duct tape duct tape duct tape um probably not. Maybe. I've got so many logistics going through my head right now about mm-hmm. how to make that work and be safe and not pull all my hair out yeah. or my skin off and things like that. That um, I'm into other sorts of bindings, but I don't know that I'm into duct tape. Unless it was done over saran wrap or I was Vaselined up or, you know, something like yeah. that. There, there's so many logistics in my head that it's 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 not doing it for me right we have um sitting right next to you we have bondage tape which is actually mm-hmm. um also called blaze wrap it's also called oh, packing the, wrap yeah, from the, packing the wrap. Uh, u-haul cling wrap. <laughs> uh, cling wrap type stuff uh I, now duct tape doesn't do shit for me i use a lot of duct tape i love duct tape duct tape's fantastic it's just not part of my kink life can you imagine if something goes wrong how hard it would be to get the duct tape off even if you had it like on top of saran wrap or something that shit's tough. You can't just, like this cling wrap, yeah. you can stab it with a pen and pull it apart and boom, it's done. Right. So you should always have safety scissors on you anyway doing something like that. But duct tape, you know, just trying to cut through that shit. If, if you have an emergency, that mm, I, I doesn't do it for me. Getting stuck to hair. <laughs> Ew, no. And finally, Dawn, um, I don't know if you're going to like this one. Not, oh, you no. know. The cunnilingus. No, I love the cunnilingus. <laughs> giving or receiving? I like to receive more, but I have done a little bit of giving as well. And the other ones tend to like it when I give because I know what I like, so I give it to them. Do you think <laughs> by default female-bodied people are better at con- giving cunnilingus because they understand the... No, no, I'm sitting here shaking my head. I don't know. I, I know a couple of guys, including you, that are very skilled at it. So I guess my other question is, could I <laughs> could I actually be better at it? Yeah, I think so. I think Wait, if, you're saying yes, I could be better at it. Oh no. I Wait, mean I'm better. No. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you are better than some females that I've had. Could you be better at it? Maybe. But you're really, really good at it, and I think it's because you're so mindful. If you can be mindful and have intent on pleasure and not be so wrapped up in, oh, I should be doing my ABCs with my tongue, you know, or something like that. If you're intent into it and very in the moment, it's going to be good. And you've learned a few tricks that you know I like, and <laughs> that, that, that goes very, very well. It, it helps that... <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm not bad. You're not bad. And but I, I could be better. And the reason I say that is because, uh, and I'm going to go, f- here's another one of them. Uh, uh, segways. Fancy segways, <laughs> right? 
uh, Don, as you know, the um, uh, one of the side effects of COVID is that you are out of work. You are not able to vend. You are not able to present. Your uh, although you're doing a little bit of online sales, mm-hmm. um, it has impacted our finances some. Yes. And lucky for us, our friends over at Kink Academy have decided, hey, we're going to pay your podcasting fees and junk for the uh, next couple of episodes. Uh, so we like to say thank you. And how I'm tying this back to Cunnilingus is that go over to kinkacademy.com and you will find all kinds of, I mean, a lot of search results for Cunnilingus. Everything nice. from... Oh, hey, some people might not know what Cunnilingus is. Cunnilingus is, how would you say it? It's pussy eating. Yes, there's really <laughs> no better way to say eating pussy. Uh uh, so you can go watch videos on uh, how to be better at cunnilingus, things like giving her oral pleasure, getting started, pussy licking 101, receiving oral sex from a woman's perspective, different positions for a cunnilingus. For example, here's a video. Notice uh, I'm all smiles. You are all smiles. <laughs> so we've not done face smothering, you and I at least. Mm-mm. And we don't do a lot of cunnilingus from a standing perspective. We don't do a lot of, we do a little bit sitting on the edge of a bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are all kinds standing? of different. Standing? Yeah. Standing. I would be standing? You No, the, the receiver would be standing, yes. Receiver standing. I'm looking at the video right now. As a, it's, it's quite is it possible. a larger girl or a nope. skinny girl? Uh, I would say she was on the average size. Average size. Because for a larger girl, that would be hard. We've we've got stuff in the way. <laughs> Sexual. You'd need three or four hands to be able to get at things good. <laughs> uh, foreplay, like a porn star, cunnilingus, communication for cunnilingus, Ooh. anatomy, safety, safer sex, all this stuff about how to go down and uh, give them receivers pleasure, being better at it. So you said you there was something on communication about it? Because yes. I'm, I'm wondering about negotiation with cunnilingus because um, some of us like teeth and some people don't. So it would be good to know. You know, it would be good to communicate what it is that you like about it and what really turns you on. There's a um, uh, one of the ones with the communication. There's a mm-hmm. really neat five-part series by Pink. On uh, these are little five-minute focuses. I feel like we've heard of Pink, but we, we've we've presented with Pink. I thought so. Uh, so there you go, Kink Academy. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast and podcast listeners. Thank you for checking out Kink Academy. And I and I like Kink Academy because it is educational, right? It's not just porn and people. <laughs> screaming and facing the way, you know, it, it's actually yeah. educational what people like. And another thing about kinkacademy.com is that they let us put our products on their store. So there is a store link on kinkacademy.com and our links to our books and cards are on there, but right. you can also get it right from eroticawakening.com. So well, there you go. Awesome. Don, we have, um, a way too many, um, Tentacles and food on boobs this time around. We are actually going to focus this time around on links specifically. Uh, this comes from a Chip the Tentacle guy uh, who sent in six links. We're going to knock through those. And oh, I was going to say because someone else sent in about six links too. Yes, so. uh, <laughs> Ohio Hedgehog, Phoenix, and Robin, and many others. We have yours coming up uh, next episode. But this time around, uh, first off, one for both Dan and Dawn is a little human furniture. Um, oh. I don't know if you oh, saw that one. Oh, I had not Super seen that one. Super fucking hot. 
That is hot. It is nothing more complex than a uh, female-bodied person laying on her back with her legs, legs in the up. air, holding a piece of plexiglass in her slightly spread legs. Right, holding and, it with the bottoms bottoms of her feet. Yep, and food um, on the plexiglass so you could sit there and eat on your human furniture. That's pretty fucking hot. That is awesome. That is... That takes some skill mm-hmm. to hold your legs up that long, holding a piece of plexiglass with food on it. I have seen, we have actually had somebody talking about human furniture on the podcast. I would love to see some more of that. Um, there's also, they he sent a uh, cake with oh, tentacles coming I out of it. I did see that with the tentacles coming out of it. That's cute. So that's uh, food. It's not boobs, but it's food and tentacles. Um and uh, kind of a funny one. Um, now you can wear your masks out in public, and somebody wearing uh, one of those one. Um, the the leather um, Cthulhu. No, mask. no, not a Cthulhu mask. This is the mask, leather mask with the zipper on it, kind of like from Pulp Fiction. Oh, right. Get, <laughs> get mask. Let's Though call that. that doesn't cover your mouth and nose unless you leave it zipped. <laughs> and uh, finally, oh, actually, there's two more. One more. Um, and you were the one telling me, a, or no, you didn't tell me about this one. But this, yeah, I did. I remember that one. Yeah, yep, I showed that one to you. That is beautiful. It is a, it's like a hallway, probably in a business because it's a really wide hallway, mm-hmm. and it's an octopus painted on the floor with the tentacles coming up the sides of the walls. Yeah. and it's just really amazing and very well done. I would guess that that's probably a art. Studio, maybe an art studio or something. I don't think it's an insurance company. That would not Probably be the episode, not. not be what you want out of an insurance company. And finally, a cute little itty bitty octopus on your fingertip. That's Aww. cute. So because it's got the tentacles, has little links on it, mm-hmm. so it looks like the legs move. So thank you for those uh, ch- those tentacle and food gifts. So, and um, not gifts. Uh, links. Indeed, and we'll go everybody. Go over everybody else's soon. We skipped last week, so we had two weeks worth of uh, tentacles. But uh, I also got two tentacles over the weekend for my birthday. Oh, you didn't? You did, you now? Yeah, Bat got me an octopus puzzle that looks like it is pretty be, hard. Fucking looking. It puzzle looks like too. it's gonna be harder than hell to put together. Yes. So because it's not a it's not a rectangle puzzle, it's actually in the shape of the octopus. So we will see how that goes. And then uh, Big D got me a stuffed octopus. So, yes. for my birthday. Speaking of birthdays, uh, you and I, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, three day weekend where I'm mm-hmm. off work, and we spent Saturday and Sunday. Pretty much on two wheels. Uh, right. One day, Barak and Sheba joined us on a, on a motorcycle ride. Went down towards Hocking Hills and Wayne National Forest mm-hmm. and, you know, did some of the, the curvy curves of southwest Ohio. That was awesome. And we enjoyed it so much that Sunday we just jumped right back on there and we did, did. some random riding around as well as some very poor eating. Very poor eating? Well, I don't know. That was some... We went to a uh, velvet ice cream factory that here in Utica, awesome. Ohio. Why would you call that poor eating? Just a, so mm. yeah, I don't think ice cream for lunch is really a diet plan. Well, so you had a, you could have gone to the Wiener Wagon, but I wanted ice cream I for could, my birthday. I could have. I've not wiener. had ice cream in three months. I really wanted ice cream for my birthday. So, so Don, you, you had your birthday. You did the motorcycle riding. Are we you did feeling? over ten hours on the motorcycles. So yes. that are, was. Are you feeling the good. old? Am I feeling old? Yes. I'm actually not. 
we got on the motorcycle again today just to come here to the space. And I was like, why didn't we spend more time on it today? Because of my sunburn? Well, you did get some kick-ass sunburn yeah, from, absolutely. from the first day. We had to do a, a long sleeves yesterday just to cover up the sunburn. But uh, you'd think we would know by now to put on suntan lotion. So what are you looking up on your phone asking me if I'm feeling old? Well, I am posting to the Instagram, the, uh, the old Erotic Awakening Instagram account. Uh, because, um, one, I apparently am not smart enough to, uh, post to Instagram. I know so. how to do it. I've been doing it a lot. I feel uh, like I posted something recently. I just don't remember what it is. Oh, technology. I want to <laughs> press this button and I want to press this button. And there we go. I posted a uh, picture of you and I out there on the motorcycle riding tour. But the one, the thing that I've as we were, were riding, we're taking pictures of ourselves, doing a little bit of selfie. Taking is, mm-hmm. uh, it has been about three weeks, two weeks, something like that. It's been a long time since I've shaved. <laughs> oh, that picture. Yes. And, <laughs> and I took this picture of my face and I said, good Lord, where did all this white fur come from on my face? Is uh-huh. that a result from cunnilingus? No, that's a result of getting older. <laughs> so if you want it to be pure white and you're okay with that, then yes, it's from cuddling. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so I was going to say, you're supposed to tell me. No, no, if you eat a lot of pussy, your natural hair color comes back and your hair grows back on your head too. You just keep saying that. So um, uh, for people that are super excited by the fact that we are opening the space on June 1st, we are not opening the space on June 1st. Nope. We are currently targeting July. We hope we'll see how it goes, but that's what best. we're targeting. We will see what happens. I did notice that um, one of the things a lot of people did here on the Memorial Day was head to the beach. Fuck that social distancing. Let's go get on the beach with everybody. So we'll oh, see if July 1st actually no, happens. I have family that is from the beach. Most of my family lives about a half hour from the beach. They're all staying home. They said the boardwalks and everything are so crowded. And my nephew is a volunteer fireman there. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to be on call all the time, and which puts him at risk. And that just, it's, it's a little scary, right? So, I mean, we did our social distancing by being on the motorcycles. Yeah. So, and um, that's how we did ours. I, everybody can do what they want to do, Absolutely. right? So, but my family's decided to take care of themselves by not hitting the beach. So they will wait until all the tourists are gone and then they'll go find little pockets of emptiness. I have a feeling at some point somebody's going to listen to the, this podcast and maybe, you know, 10 years from now <laughs> and they're going to write us and say, so when you talk about safety, on one hand, you say, if you're going to go out in public, you should wear a mask. And on the other hand, you say that the crucifixion scene is something that you're enjoying experiencing <laughs> while someone had nails hammered through their fucking body. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you can find perception, that, yeah, right? No shit. You can find that picture of uh, Dan and Dawn on motorcycles and all the other crap we post to the Instagram picture of the day at Erotic Awakening over there on the Instagram. Um, there you go. Other than that, we do have one new subscriber to the newsletter. It's Anne Sophie from Scotland. Oh, nice. Do you want to hear my Scottish accent? Sure. So I can't really do a Scottish accent. What I can do is imitate Scotty from Star Trek. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> thank you for listening. You fucking, if you, I have no doubt that Anne Sophia from Scotland, if I do my stup, my poor 
uh, Scottish accent will instantly unsubscribe. Although oh, that would be sad. Yes, that would be sad. And and the um, uh, hundreds of Australian listeners stuck it through after my <laughs> terrible Australian accent. So there you go. So, but Scotland, I'm actually interested in Scotland right now because I just finished watching the series Outlander. A lot of sex in that, I hear. A lot of sex in that. Okay, so I was on FetLife or my Kamala Facebook account or something, and I asked people for TV shows that was okay with showing sex, right, or at least being naked and things like that. I don't. I didn't want porn. I wanted stuff with a storyline that wasn't scared to show real sex, right? Mm-hmm. And someone had mentioned Penny Dreadful and a couple of other things, which were great. And then someone mentioned Outlander and... I tried it a couple of times. I tried to get through the first episode and just couldn't do it. And I put the call out again and said, hey, you know, I'm looking for these shows. And someone said, you've got to try Outlander. So I stuck through the first episode. Holy cow. You couldn't get me to bed. I'm like, one more episode. <laughs> one more episode. I'm that was really good. No, I got to watch the show. <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple of hard scenes in it. I mean, it's 1700 Scotland, right? And um, so there was a couple of hard scenes, a couple of uh, prison scenes that were rough. But um, uh, but all in all, it was it was really good and exactly what I was looking for. And if you need something else to watch while you are stuck at home, um, I just finished watching a TV show called The Terror. And one of the guys from Outlander is on The Terror. Terror so I'm going to start watching that, too. Yes, that's on the AMC and uh, not so much sex. Well, it's about a ship all full of men. So the sex is very specific to a ship awful <laughs> men if you Sounds like Spartacus. A little different. A little different from Spartacus, yes. Men trapped on a ship for a long time. <laughs> so take a moment to support the podcast. <laughs> Rate us on the Apple Podcast, Google Play, or Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you go to listen. Or just tell your friends. You're not going to sing that? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> thought that was our thing now. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at options like discounted stuff, extra content, and our next Zoom meeting. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>